good evening, everybody. Uh, this is Wesley Pepe. Uh, this is the Art Lexia. And this is Susan Gossi. And welcome to episode 79. Yes, this is episode 79. Nine. I forgot to write it down. <laughs> so yeah. we're closing in on 100 and we should get there soon. So that's, yeah. I think like 100 seems like a big number and everything big. And we're going to be talking about big things and big. <laughs> big numbers and big ideas today uh yeah. we've got a really dope ass guest today so but before we get to claire rose uh last week's episode was a bit experimental so i hope you guys under yeah we will be adding uh we will be trying to do an episode uh, where we like package all these voice notes of the national arts festival so yeah just bear with us on that mm. uh, but yeah any comments is highly appreciate <laughs> yeah please do because engage. this platform is is about yeah. that type of thing and we're not trying to be anything else but ourselves for ourselves so we really appreciate the feedback yeah much appreciated yeah. world uh <laughs> moving on to today's guest man as you can see there in the left hand side is claire rose julius so um claire rose is an og so yeah. i met her oof, many moons ago through one of the book fairs book weeks things that was that was happening was book fair. yeah <laughs> <laughs> well, guys can i think it was the Josie. i think it was kanya college wasn't it yeah uh but they do the Josie book fair and it was i think the 2010 one so it's a very long time ago yeah yeah back then i was still a publisher and i was still doing um i was still actually doing print making something mm -hmm. i haven't done close to 10 years which some people our time flies yeah. um so it was a different world we will definitely be touching on that uh claire you like you you've got quite an extensive like background and your, your background is incredibly layered and, and like and we want to get to that so we want to talk um so okay just for the listeners yeah. um so 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 claire rose is really she she works in the book world she 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 she, she works in that um, ecosystem both as a, as a publisher you are claire do you write i don't think i've ever i'm a, not a writer but i've got a book in 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 planning stage okay, <laughs> okay. do you edit as well sorry you do you, do you do any form of editing editing i i do some editing but it's not something that i like doing um i do a lot of proofreading though okay yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. i actually remember you as a book person okay i know i know who you are but like <laughs> when i rose i'm like oh yeah i met at a book fair northern cave um yes. i think it was 2009 it was before COVID. It was before COVID, definitely. Yeah. We had a conversation around books, of course, we're in the book festival, you know. And I know, can you tell the people what book lingo does? Because for me, um, that's who Claire Rose is. Yeah. Thanks, Wesley. Thanks, Isa, for inviting me. Um, I'm so happy to, happy to be here and to talk to you guys tonight. So um, book lingo, I, um, I've been in the trade now for 12 years and book lingo started as a side hustle in 2016. I then um, left the publisher that I was with and in 2018, I've decided to go full force ahead 
uh, full time into uh, Booklingo. And um, I basically self uh, uh, specialize in helping self published authors. But when I got into the industry, I, um, I always had this problem of finding self-published books that was substandard quality. And one of my aims was to focus on books that can stand alongside commercial published books. And you cannot actually see the difference. Um, that was just, a, and that's basically where it all started. So I guide authors a lot in um, how to, to get their books out, published, and then also the marketing or getting their books into the market. Um, and yeah, um, a lot of, I work with a lot of um, aspiring authors. Um, uh, first-time authors, but I also have quite a few um, established authors like Dudu Busani Dube. Uh, she's one of my authors that I work with. I'm quite grateful to work with a calib uh, the caliber of authors like herself and also Zakiuswa Wanner um, and then Jackie Pamotze as well. She's done, um, I've typeset all her books from from the first book in the series straight throughout. So yeah, that's me. Okay, man, clear. So let's take it, let's start at the beginning. Now, mm. yes. uh, perspective is everything, as you know. Mm. So um, you mentioned earlier on you were working through a, uh, a publishing house, um, Porcupine Press, correct? Yes, So I, that's where I started. Yeah, so Porcupine Press, Gail, Gail and David Robbins, they also got they got they really old school and they've been doing some mm. um especially our past have actually crossed with David recently. We actually he's sort of indirectly in a project we're actually working on or you know setting up as we oh, speak. Yeah. Uh, which we I will talk on this platform, I don't know, later today. Um yes. so um a, you know the industry is a really small world. So um mm. Porcupine Press was also an indie publishers, right? So explain to us what you're doing there, man. Yes. Um, how did you how did you start working? <laughs> it's a funny story. That's actually um I I always say that my passion has found me. I didn't go out. Um just to I'll, I'll, I'm I'm gonna try and concise the, the background yeah. um uh, for you, but um I was initially uh, my career was in tourism. And at the time, working with Gail and David, we were working with uh, um, in Beckerstahl on a tourism project. And we then the contract ended, and we uh, um, we left. And then I became like a glorified PA because there wasn't another project to work on. And I got bored to tears with my job. Um, I then approached them and told them, um, "You need to give me a challenge, otherwise I'm gonna leave." And that's basically where it all started. Um, as you know, uh, Wesley, David has, I, I'm not sure on which number of books he is now, but he's a writer. And he then came to me and he said, Claire, we've got this dormant um, imprint called Porcupine Press. And I'm going to try my hand in self-publishing. Would you be interested in helping me with the marketing? And I said, yes, let's do it. And as I say, that's where everything started. I fell in love with it. Um, I then set them down and I said, told them, let's do this for other authors. They said, great. And I ran the, the company for them single-handedly. 
until 2013 when self-publishing from 2009 until 2013 and then it just exploded and then Kayla David came into the business um, in their separate um, uh, niches and then I was heading the marketing and distribution side of things at that time so yeah no that is a lot I mean Congratulations and thank you. <laughs> that is totally astonishing. But um, yes. how do you then? Because publishing is a lot, right? Because for, for yes. me, it's one access. Who reads books? And you're supposed to market. And how do the they? Readers are they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, go on. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. No, but I'm also just getting into how do we read, you know, because there's ebooks, there's you know, there's a whole life happening in like over the internet, over the screens. Like how are you yeah. how are you navigating that space, especially because you know, for a second that became our world during the COVID-19 pandemic. Mm. Um, like everything just happened on this box, the screen, you yes. know? Yeah. yeah. How has the experience been for yes. you? So how it's been, well, uh, it actually opened up opportunities because there's certain things that I didn't do. So um, in my portfolio of services, I do singular uh, or, or uh, singular services. So if you come to me to do cover design or just editing, I can help you with that. But uh, with some of the projects, I do the full production. And, but many, um, up to pre-COVID, uh, we were just focusing on the physical book. And then um, a few authors here and they ask about ebook uh, e conversion and getting the ebook out. And I've used Amazon specifically as a platform. So, with COVID happening, it's actually opened up because um, at that time everyone said, no, we can't, uh, no one can leave. So many of my authors started inquiring, can we do ebook conversion? And then I thought, okay, if two or three are wanting this, maybe more would want that. So I contacted all my existing clients and said, um, since it's COVID, um, would you like me to convert? Yes, a special price made a <laughs> pricing up. And we actually, after that, I got so many of my authors on Amazon as a, as a platform. Mm -hmm. Right now, we do not have an e-book bookstore in South Africa specifically. Um, Take a lot only focuses on physical books um, and loot. Um, I think loot offers ebooks. Um, no, I'm lying. Sorry, it's the other way around. Loot um, focuses only on physical books and take a lot offers ebooks, but they that feed they don't they don't do it. Um, they work through a third party. So what happens is that an internationally based business called Ingram receives the books and Ingram then sends the fee to take a lot. And that's how the books get up on take a lot. So we don't have a dedicated um, e-book store in South Africa. So with that, 
luckily my my sales have gone up in terms of the ebooks and amazon requests yeah cool so um yeah claire so i'd like to take it just a, a, a few steps back again now um yeah. i'm like i know that like your your skills in ebooking um i think i've attended one of your workshops in the past mm. um yes. <laughs> yeah and like <laughs> to a certain organization which i want to we we'll see if we can get there um yeah but like just a, so what i'm um what we what i'm what I'm really interested also just just for the learners so mm -hmm. uh, for the listeners, <laughs> um, <laughs> you were saying you multi-skill set, right? Mm -hmm. So you do yes. people all, all all of these things, right? I know that in our industry that's demanded if you're based in on the continent over there, mm -hmm. you are forced to to as a creative you have to do even if you're not good at it, you are forced to yeah. other people make a living. So I know that also mm -hmm. is also that comes. To, in order to do that comes with another skill set so big up to that so explain Thank to you. us um so so explain to us like how did you because you say you came from the tourism industry uh when you then you were with porcupine press how did you how can i say how did you sort of activate your skills yeah how did you develop it read, what and, how? Read, read. <laughs> uh, and then in 2012 um was it 2012 or 2011? I think 2011. I told Alan David, it, um, I I'm thinking of extending my um, uh, my degree in tourism into into uh, into published um, into the honors in publishing studies at Bits. So then I and I wanted to learn more about the industry because it was just about what I've read in books um, at that time and Google and everything else. So then I went to Bits and did um, the publishing studies course and I graduated in 2013. Yeah, so that's me. Congrats for that. Congratulations. Thank yeah. you. And I also think it's fascinating that, you know, I think the world that you've been existing in is so strange. Like no one can think of, geez, there's a career around this, you know? <laughs> exactly. I would have never thought. That's why, as I say, it's just, I fell into it and yeah. loved it. Yeah. 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 So one of the skills that I know you also do is typesetting, right? Um, yeah. Everybody who doesn't know the book industry, Explain to us what is typesetting. It's one of my first loves. Oh, I love typesetting. Okay, so how it started again, it was going back to Porcupine Press. So while doing the distribution of the books, a lot of books came onto my table and they had beautiful covers, books were properly edited, but then you open it and it's just a mess. It's like someone that designed the book has have never ever in their life opened the book. So um, then I started, <laughs> I told, um, again, I told Kayla and David, let me see if I can do this um, for authors. And again, um, this is absolute my, absolutely my first love, um, just, um, finding out how the page layout must be set up the margins 
also with that, I extended my, after I finished my degree, we didn't really have training in InDesign and I had to go to AAA and I got a course, uh, a short course in InDesign. So it, with everything, I make sure that I add to my skill set and I learn about it's not just um, uh, I open a book and then see how things work. Mm. So with typesetting um, for to engage the reader, you need to make sure that your margins on the side is there's enough white space on the side and the spacing between the texts. Um, there's also enough space between the texts so that the reader don't actually lose um, their interest. The other thing is also certain fonts that you need to use um, opposed to other fonts. There's various things that you need to know that's very important to keep the reader engaged. Um, one of the things is that um, you should not use default fonts like the, the Arial and Times New Roman. <laughs> and people don't know this. Self-publishers, they will use Times New Roman. But um, I've actually researched this. And what they say is that um, books typeset or designed in Times New Roman um, you lose the readers because they their eyes you get bored. Yeah, it's that because of the overuse. That font sucks. I hate it to be honest. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you could justify my well, anger in a very intellectual kind of way. Yeah, I, agree. I agree completely with you. <laughs> can I also just say that how interesting what you're saying is to me as a teacher that I've also taught maybe in lower levels of like trying to consume the art of, of, of reading and writing and eye coordination and letters and stuff. Like what you're talking to right now, it is so interesting to me because maybe of my experience with learners who just can't grasp that, you know, this is how we write and this is the page, this is what, yeah these lines are doing and i'm not saying anything about this i'm just making an observation that it's yeah. something interesting that you find yeah. even later you know later yeah. and i mean if you're born as a writer these things should matter matter yeah. <laughs> so yeah there's a, not many not many writers know this um as i say um, and it's also when when you set set the manuscript, you as the writer, when you set the manuscript up, up uh, a professional publisher or even typesetter should tell you these are the requirements. Yeah. This is how you need to set it up. Your manuscript must be in double spacing or single spacing, whatever, and keep it simple. Because the other thing is, um, when you do work on your manuscript, do not add design elements to the book that's what, what the designer yeah. what are design elements like lines fancy headers lines boxes okay. that's where your this is what your typesetter will do oh. what then happens is then i get that file and then i will have to strip it anyway because if uh, the if there's something uh, not correctly set up and i pull it into my design program then it's going to corrupt. So give us an idea of like what elements will work versus what won't. Because I just want to, just before you explain that, I just want to raise like, like, like a point that you're picking up, which I think is incredibly 
like poignant to what we're doing now. We live in a visual world, right? Mm. You look at an app like uh, like Instagram, mm. like 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 everything is visual. So 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 what mm. the viewer sees matters. Yeah. And, and like whack as like design and typesetting, there's no time for that anymore. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. so it's explain to us like 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 yeah, what you know, just just a generic form like what works versus yeah. what doesn't work. Exactly what you said, uh, uh, Wesley. I'm just going to use this. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Please, yeah. That is, that's cool. So yeah. This, yeah, this is a recent author that I've uh, yeah, to publish a book. It's True Crime. Um, so what we did is to actually match the, the front cover on the inside. And then uh, with... The disclaimer, normally you get just the disclaimer with no design flair or anything. So we've put the strip there so that it continues throughout. Again, very nice font that goes back to crime um, and your fonts as well. You can't just choose a font. It must relate back to, to, to the story. Um, that's the forward and then the chapter opening. I just want to show you how that was set up. So not boring at all. Yeah, I got it. Yeah. So the old way is just plain, um, but some of my authors, they still, I also, it also depends on the author. I will ask them, what do you prefer? They will say, I work with an author now. I added very nice things <laughs> and she's like, I just want it simple. Yeah, because I, I honestly want to say that I think you're right when you say it goes without, like poetry, for example, like you sort of don't want it clustered with images and patterns and shapes and, and, and yeah. because poetry is also just that on its own, it might be clouded. So I think it's fascinating that there's a process to this and um, what works and what doesn't, yeah. Um, is yeah. there a difference between like uh, so yeah children's books or young exactly. uh, uh, millennials versus yeah. um, generation X? Do, 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 do they all have different uh, preferences? Yeah, mm. yeah. I've just done a youth uh, a young a young adult book, and uh, for that specific one, I've added like a lot of ele design elements to keep the 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 reader engaged because the reader will be young adult. Mm -hmm. um, although it's uh, it's very much focused for adult readership, but um, for it is genre specific and it is the, uh, the type of book. Um, if you just have a fiction novel, um, as I say, this is uh, this this is not really fiction, but it's nonfiction. It's true crime. Um, but if you have a fiction novel uh, focus, focus specifically, then you stick to the conventions. Don't add the floral or whatever design elements and keep it simple. So there is that uh, 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 you need to actually um, design for your target market in mind as well. And with children books, children books, you want a lot of graphics. You want it to color. Yeah. Um, the thickness of the paper, all of those things, factors combined, make up a book, a, a good book. And yeah, typesetters should know that and publishers should know that.
answers clear like i'm just gonna go there because like <laughs> stories like but how do you think the culture of reading is like in your space specifically where you are like um yeah is it a cool thing is it something we need to do like to encourage the culture of even consuming these things that we're talking about you know uh Caesar has changed a lot. Um I can remember when I came into the industry. Oh, I went to the my first book launch, it was just white. Yep. <laughs> I was the only person of color there. Yep. And then 2015, I think the 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 it just started to shift. And it was so beautiful to see how um how the the audience are shifting and what people are starting to consume a lot more local stories and local content came out at that time it, it and it still does so for me i i i believe strongly um uh, this is actually what i want to do my masters on on the side note but um they say that um there's not a reading culture and um, our, our, our statistics are quite low. But what I'm saying is our, the ratio is so skewed. They don't have all the statistics because actually publishing are working in two, in two tiers. You've got the commercial and the commercial books and they go through the general uh, sales platforms and those go, get counted. And then you've got this bottom tier with self-published books, people selling out of the back of their books, boots, um, selling off their website, selling at, um, at uh, spaza shops, um, wherever. And those are not counted. So I'm what I'm saying is there is definitely a reading culture. I, I can see it in, in, in the consumption. Jackie and Dudu, they are perfect examples. Dudu's book has just been um, uh, converted and um, uh, adapted into uh, a series on Showmax. And that in itself should show you. What's the uh, Show the wife. <gasps> yeah. Okay, I've seen the wife. I like the wife, actually. Okay. <laughs> She self-published. She started selling out of the back of a book. Then um, <clears throat> what happened to promote the books? And this is just going. This is she was so clever. She um, she took chapters and launched it on a Facebook page and a blog. Yeah. And then she just saw people starting to read and read, and then they wanted it. And she was one of the first self-published authors in South Africa where exclusive books, I hope I'm saying, <laughs> not stepping on anyone's toes, but exclusive books came to her. At that time, it was uncalled for, they would never do it, but they came to her to ask her, can we have this book on, in our store? And she sold many copies, same with Jackie. Um, Jackie's uh, second book in the series won the um the nielsen's um uh, uh, fiction award um 
and uh, she was up against big big authors and she sold more than them um claire um i know that one of the one of your skill sets um you know that that, that i find really interesting of how you exist in this in this ecosystem is book selling mm. you know yeah so uh just for the listeners also so as a publisher like mm. i think that's the most important thing because if you can't sell shit then like i don't know why you <laughs> exist um explain to us um what explain to us your setup how you go about so let's take it or if if we were to just just be more more direct let's say an author comes up and say okay this is my book about the art lexer podcast it's the best podcast in the world <laughs> yeah publish my book i come to clear over and say there's yeah. my book it's self published uh, mm-hmm. so all the self publishing costs clearly i come to you with a product mm-hmm. what happens yes. how do you work okay so that's actually a, a sad story and this is one of the disadvantages of what happened to me after covid so um i had a sister company i set up a, another company so i had booklingo and then i set up an another company called uh, turn the page and turn the page specifically to care of the distribution side um i got a business partner to deal with the bookkeeping and everything else that i'm not really interested in and um we got um because of all my experience already and relationships that i i built before it was very easy for me to go to exclusive books bargain books and all the other stores to actually sign up as a supplier so once i published the book i basically immediately pushed it into the distribution side the issue came um the problem came that for 3 months when where we didn't do anything and yeah. the business everything was down mm. shut down um the distribution uh, also came to a standstill and after that almost 74% of our books were returned from the bookstores price oh 74% fuck and that's uh, across the board that's not uh, focusing in one specific yeah. store but oh. yeah which means that there are this various reasons for that because um our authors are not really um i up um uh, first time authors so a lot of them are not well known and people don't uh, uh yeah many of the authors don't know how to promote um so we were hit hard oh. only 25% of our sales we take 25% from the from the retail price expected So from that 25% you have to cover courier costs to yeah. the stores yeah all the administration yeah um and salaries and then yeah. at the end of the day that 25% wasn't working anymore and then you have all the returns and then the extra admin to get the books back into stock and everything yeah. else so i then told um just now in may i basically gave the book the company over to my business partner and said i can't do it anymore 
ஒர்க்ஸ்ட்ரிபியூஷன் and i know in the music industry in the fine art industry in the book it's the same mm. people with the power controls distribution mm. right so the fact that these distribution channels are now non existent and covid and all this other bullshit render them non existent that doesn't mean that the market does not exist it's, yeah the market yeah. over there in fact accessibility that's the point man mm. so so i'd like to know your opinion on on this right and it's and it's a two fold question so i'll give you time to answer but just give me a time just to prepare the question yeah. so okay um, i'm just off that <clears throat> with um yes yeah, the listeners like we spoke before we started to record and uh you know earlier in the in the thing we said that we, you know you met both Caesar and myself through yeah. a uh a um a art fest of <laughs> a literary a book fair yes one out of the two right covid has yes. almost has taken all all of that away and actually the recording of this episode is the first weekend for all our listeners yeah. abroad in south africa in about two and a half years that all the mask mandate has dropped and yeah but the damage has been done the damage has been done so so now yeah. it doesn't really matter when the mm-hmm. damage has been done so with that in mind with like with like all of these institutions and there was an institution that you and i were involved with um I know that I had a very dear place in my in my heart just because I knew the nice. yeah, I knew the yeah. effort and I knew the process and I respected it mm-hmm. um that now does not longer exist now that as I like said like the market still exists how does Clairos you uh, place yourself into exactly. that because I had a conversation with you earlier on in the year and you tell me you also was trying to develop your own uh a uh, a uh, 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 commerce e-commerce uh website on our side yeah. of the people who tune to this podcast know that that that's our business like we're developing a platform and yes all of this and all this but that's you know that's just another this is this <laughs> that's a topic that's very dear to yes. the platform yeah explain mm-hmm. to us your what's your take on all that the existing market versus <sighs> the platform got removed and how are you adapting yeah. to it I'm of course very sad about and it's not only um uh, uh this various and I'm going to mention names. Please. We yes. lost the, we, we lost the SA book fair. We lost a bunch of book fair which was uh, a space for black authors for for uh, for us to actually come together and celebrate african literature that is that is gone um the open book fest um i think they're trying to i'm not certain if they had one this year i i i speak under correction but um they their funding has been cut uh, quite substantially uh, which i know of i've heard that and then the northern cape northern cape writing festival i don't know if it's still going on it just yeah so all of that has massive massive uh, impact on the overall industry 
because these are spaces where um, you connect with like-minded people. It's a space where if you are a writer and you don't know where to go, you can actually go to the platform to actually, or to the, to the book fair to connect with other publishers, publishers, writers. It's a place where they inform. Um, and yeah, uh, it's very sad that we lost all of that. Um, just, just to catch you there, Claros, like you mentioned, because I've never really actually thought about it, but the role of these festivals in our community, like that's where you get workshops, because we can't also see, as, uh, see these festivals as a place for artists to just, you know, do their art and have fun. There should be a, a kind of awareness. Thing aware yeah, okay. and skill well. development and you know a kind exactly. of that exists outside the institution which is so like you know how we feel about institutions yeah. like, for, yes you know and Caesar, like you you're a poet and um poetry which is not really celebrated that much on on many platforms and within all of these writing festivals um there's there's always been a space for poetry yeah to make people aware that there's also other art forms yeah. it's not only um this is this fall uh fall form part of our literature um uh, ecosystem yeah all of that as i say now you don't have that so how are people going to know where to promote their books, where to sell, where to buy books, where to, and, and going back to the accessibility story. Um, with Ubuntu, we could actually buy, people from the community could go to Ubuntu and buy books. And location, mm -hmm. I think location was was mm -hmm. risky to yeah. get right to, to like, yeah. Claire, Claire Rose, you're saying, you're saying some interesting things there, my sister. So, so, so with all of that, like, how, um, you know, like we have this, we have the digital world and like the the one thing about COVID, uh, about the post, uh, about the pandemic was it affected the entire world. So mm. this is not unique to us anywhere mm. in the world. And there are people like us across all five major continents that's, that's struggling to do, or, you know, that's dealing with a similar issue. I don't want to sound, you know, me, me, I don't, I'm, I'm no motivational <laughs> speaker nonsense and, and, and I get very fed up with that shit. So. I'm just mm. I'm yeah. apologizing in advance, but like I just see the opportunity. I see an opportunity that like we are we we all and we have the digital and you must understand like we have the rise of five five G. Uh, they're laying five G cables all over the country. Uh, you know, you know, we are running this. Um, How much do we spend on data? Of, like this You know, mm. it's um yeah. this world we are living and then to be quite honest with you if one for COVID and this thing would have happened probably in, in another two or three years um but COVID did exactly. happen, did happen I think so much sooner so the writing was always on the table I remember yeah. one of the major frustration um, yeah. um, um things with all of these festivals that one thing I frustrated the snot out there a lot of me was uh when all, all all of us together all the writers all the artists everybody everyone is frustrated as fuck everybody's got a got, got a story and 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 I always found that was quite necessary, but at the same time quite tragic because I found that in these spaces over there, nobody there was solution driven. Everybody there tried to make their part to well, Nobody there was there was yeah. very little, and I'm talking of the multiple, even the fine art things. Mm -hmm. 
everybody was very set, uh, and I mean everyone, I mean the people who were organizing these festivals mm. were very set in keeping the, the order. Now that is gone. Mm. So with this, with, with this digital world, are you, how are you adapting? What are you, what are you doing? Um, the one thing, I, I, I briefly spoke to you about it, um, but I am still working on a, a platform a website that will not focus on selling um, physical books. So I won't keep any of my stock. So there's uh, printers in South Africa and they currently they uh, launched in last year or the year before on Take A Lot. We Take A Lot gets the orders and then they print the books on yeah. order. Yeah. So it's, it's the first of its kind pure print on demand technology, which is currently only, uh, has been only available internationally. So what will happen is that um, if, if there wouldn't be no print cost for the author, the author just upload their book onto the system. That's and, that is. and if then the reader comes, they want one copy, that one book will be printed and sent. So what happens is that um, everything is on demand and um, everyone wins. Um, the publisher and the author won't sit with huge stock that they can't sell, um, as well as um, there would be a platform for them to sell their book. And as I say, it's print on demand. The other avenue is, of course, ebooks as well, uh, which I'm like looking at um, implementing at the later stage. But there's a big, huge opportunity coming in. Amazon um, is going to be a huge threat for uh, Take A Lot. They are launching their shop front or coming into South Africa by February next year. So we are going to have an Amazon.co.za shopfront. What does this mean? People can now buy ebooks and print-on-demand books directly on Amazon in, in their own currency. Country. Sure. Mm, so the writers get less. Yeah. That's a nightmare. Yeah, it's nightmare. a nightmare, but the thing is accessibility uh, is going to... Accessibility, but the... Oh, okay. Well, okay. We can... I see it as an opportunity. <laughs> um, um, accessibility is, is a thing but my sister we're not owning yeah. any of these platforms exactly. we're not owning we don't own technology, so we're we are making George Bezos more money like, yeah. like that company yeah. Amazon they're not using the international money. conglomerate that um, oh, and a lot of people say is, is the lack of Africa in technology which is why I'm kind of always like pushing these questions with, with all our guests so it, it, yeah. is, is the lack of, of, of blackface because all of these companies exist in Silicon Valley and in China. There's no, yeah. so all the money leaves here. Like accessibility, yes, but anyway, that's something that gets me really. Good. Yeah, yeah, but like I'm just gonna say, until now, take a lot has not have competition. At least they're gonna have competition because they've made Amazon, it so expensive. Amazon. Yeah, they've made it. This is like a mother. They'll they'll take out take a lot. Yeah, so I'm hoping that Take A Lot is going to push their prices down um, for their third party selling uh, it program. Be, it, will so, be, it, will be, it will be a very interesting thing to monitor. Thanks for bringing that up, my sister. And thank you. Like, you guys 
all of what you're saying, like it really hit home. I think I'm really excited about your work, Clarose, you know? Because I think like at the back end of all of this technology consuming, we do need to cultivate our market, which is our readers and our future writers and consumers of this art. So yeah, I'm really excited about all of this. Like you guys for a second, they went poof, poof, poof. But like, I got <laughs> you. Um, <laughs> It's not for the faint-hearted, but, you yeah. know. Oh, we soldiers, we soldiers, we soldiers. This is a war. We are soldiers. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what we love doing. This is, so, Claire, like in closing, my sister, like for our listeners, where can they get hold of any of your books, product services, etc.? Okay. All my books are available in stores um, across, across South Africa, all good bookstores. Um, I uh, uh, do have a Facebook page um, as well as a, a website, which is www.booklingo.co.za. And if you want to use it yeah, as well, we use those platforms. Like You can just contact me via WhatsApp or email yeah. me. No. Publish at it's easy. Publish at booklingo.co.za. <laughs> ah, we keep saying. My sister, you. thanks a lot, man. You were an OG, and like yeah. I know <laughs> you've been in the trenches, and like you're still up yeah. here. So same to that, man. <laughs> yeah, same with you, Wesley. My sister, thanks a lot. Thank okay. you. Uh, Lovely evening. Sign out. And, okay. Uh, well, okay, clear. Thanks. Hola. Okay. Bye. Bye. Bye.